0: Welcome to the Cara's Cures digital show and podcast where we explore the cutting edge of wellness. I'm Cara Sundlin. This episode is sponsored by the Center for Advanced Reproductive Services. So a lot of people struggle with digestive issues, especially things like IBS. There's some cutting edge research that says milk sugars could actually help you heal from chronic disorders like IBS. Joining me now is one of the pioneers in this cutting-edge research. I'm joined by Alexander Martinez. He is the CEO and co-founder of Intrinsic Medicine. Welcome.
1: Hi, Kara. Thanks for having me.
0: You know, I got to ask you first, what inspired you to look into this? Did you have a personal reason? Because I know so many people struggle with IBS, and most people think they're always going to struggle.
1: Absolutely. Um, I am a person with IBS. So uh, part of the motivation was developing a drug that had, uh, had that really could have a profound benefit, um, and also meet you know my own very high standards for what a therapy should be.
0: Yeah, and you know there's all different things that people are trying, um, whether it be a gluten-free diet, a dairy-free diet, uh, all these different restrictions. But you have somehow found there might be some magic in human milk that can heal IBS. Tell me about that?
1: Yes. So one of the most interesting things is when we set out to find a uh, a new solution for IBS, what we did is we said, let's use evolution as our lens. And by using evolution as our lens, we started to look at early life. And what's fascinating is that the gut environment of a person with IBS is actually very similar to that of an infant. And so we were evaluating different components of human milk, and we found some that actually looked like drugs. And they moved different causal factors that we now know are implicated in IBS.
0: So tell me a little bit more about that. What do you mean our digestive system with IBS looks like a newborn's?
1: So if you think about a newborn's gut, it's prone to inflammation, it's leaky, it's immature and so think about these milk sugars as training wheels that a mom provides her baby to help her to to help the baby mature the gut and the way they do that is by feeding the good microbes in the gut they actually help colonize the initial microbiome that sets the foundation for the the wellness of the infant but importantly they also mature the cells in the gut lining they Um, close gaps and reduce the leakiness of the gut. And they also teach the gut not to get overly inflamed, which can ultimately cause problems.
0: And you found that if you can use milk sugars appropriately, it will help heal IBS in adults?
1: Yeah, and that's that's really what, we're, what intrinsic medicine was formed to unequivocally demonstrate. We have a wealth of scientific data supporting that's the case, and we're planning on doing the definitive experiment to prove that.
0: So how would we use it? How would it work in real life?
1: Yeah, so the way it would work in real life is this would be um, a sachet of powder that somebody could take in the morning, and that's it.
0: So and So kind of the, like how people are taking probiotics, or they're taking other things um, to help our microbiome and our gut. This would be something that would help mature our gut lining or heal it.
1: Exactly. Think about these milk sugars as as Mother Nature's reset button, because um, foundationally, in an infant, they're support they're supposed to promote a long term journey and lifetime of wellness. But unfortunately, in our modern environment, with the diet, with the psychosocial, the different stressors we have out there, the gut becomes imbalanced. And so what these sugars can do is they can reset it and restore that balance that we essentially were all uh, born to have.
0: Um, That makes so much sense. You know, as you're talking about it, "Okay, you know, this is how we were born. We got better. But um, does it. How do you translate that into actually making it work? Uh, would humans that are adults actually be having tinctures of breast milk?
1: Oh, So great question, Kara. One of the things that's important to us is to make sure not only does this have a benefit to patient, but it's also accessible financially. Um, and so certainly isolating this compound from breast milk would not be commercially viable it would cost way too much money and so these sugars can now be produced with synthetic biology and that's what we're using to produce these at large scale so that we can deliver the same exact milk sugar but in a highly cost-effective manner
0: so is it something that we actually see on the market soon
1: Yeah, we are advancing into clinical studies, and within a few years, we we hope to bring this to market as a prescription drug.
0: What have your studies found so far?
1: So what studies have found so far is that this compound can reduce inflammation in the gut. It could reduce the gut permeability, what many people know as leaky gut. And what it can do is actually take IBS symptoms from severe and take them all the way down to the mild. In, in all different subtypes of patients, including normalization of stools. And so what, what the data have shown is that this truly does have the potential to reset and restore balance in the gut of adults. And that's, that's very exciting.
0: We've done so many interviews here on Cara's Cures about um, ways that we can already do this. Uh, naturopathic doctors will say you need to do a food elimination diet and you need to be taking probiotics every day and eating inflammatory foods. Uh, why not just do that? And does it work? You know,
1: so, so I fully support it. Um, you know, I, I fully support any any wellness um, lifestyle change will certainly improve IBS. One of the unique things that that makes IBS challenging, especially as people transition to plant-based diets, to, to the healthier diets, is the fiber in those diets actually can make IBS symptoms worse. Um, one of the standards of, of care for IBS patients is what's called a low FODMAP diet. And that includes fermentable oligosaccharides. You may have heard that. So in many cases, IBS patients are told, don't eat veggies don't eat high fiber um, because it actually causes symptoms. And so we think this is a a unique compound because it can provide those benefits without sort of the excessive restriction.
0: So would you get to eat a basically normal diet? And I don't mean going out and getting fast food and this and that, but would would you be able to have a less restrictive diet if you were taking these milk proteins?
1: So the, so the data do suggest that this would work in a free living liberalized diet setting. And so what I mean is people going out just, as you said, having, ha- having normal diets and one of the other sort of additive benefits of, of this compound is that it actually reduces food allergen responses in the gut. So if somebody's IBS is partially driven by that, this may actually benefit them too. That's what makes it so special.
0: You know, I have loved ones who struggle with IBS, and they're like, I used to be able to eat anything, and now everything bothers me. Uh, Can you explain that?
1: Do you mind repeating that? Were you you talking about your own experience?
0: I have loved ones who have IBS, and they'll say, I used to have a stomach like iron. When I was a kid, when I was younger, I ate everything. Nothing bothered me, and now everything bothers me, and they get frustrated because they don't know what not to eat. Um, What happens? Why does that change?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And and that's that's where, you know, IBS is, is really kind of, you know, today it is a diagnosis of exclusion. They tell you what you don't have, and then your GI symptoms are being put into the broad bucket of IBS. So in many cases, so for example, mine, mine appeared when I was 11 years old. What, you know, what was the index event? It likely was the course of antibiotics.
0: Okay. And um, sometimes...
1: Go ahead, please.
0: Oh, yeah. So, uh, right. A lot of people will know. And that used to be common, you know, even for acne and things like that. You would put teenagers on, you know, daily antibiotics. (laughs) I remember that happening to me. Probably not a good thing. I had to then go on a whole bunch of probiotics and learn how to do that later. Um, I got to ask, since you have done this yourself, since you've researched this self, since you actually have IBS, have you experimented on yourself and what's happened?
1: Yeah. So that's a tough question that I, I would almost... Decline to answer, okay. <laughs> uh, given given that we're going the FDA-approved route. But okay. um, need, needless to say, I have a high level of personal conviction.
0: Okay. So uh, for the layperson, how, what happens now? I know some people might be listening um, and saying, oh, my gosh, I want to try this. And you said it's a few years away with clinical trials. What will you yeah. need to see to prove this? And what will happen next for your company to see if this could be a viable treatment?
1: Yeah. So, so it's a it's a great question and and you know first and foremost we're committed to bringing this as expeditiously to the market as possible. Too many people have been suffering too long. Um, we 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 hear the rallying cries, and so the the next step is for us to jump straight into um, what's called a phase two b clinical study, which is a, a gold standard clinical study where we can unequivocally demonstrate the benefit of this compound. And from there, we'll be meeting with the FDA on the next steps forward to advance this as rapidly as possible. One of the reasons why we believe we can do that is because of the safety of this compound. And so that's why in a very short order, we have actually leapfrogged about eight years of the traditional drug development process. And our objective is to develop the data set to further shorten that and get on the market rapidly.
0: So I know Intrinsic Medicine is a company, and I know a lot of it must be top-secret stuff, but without revealing something you can't reveal, I mean, what is this that you're testing? Is it like actually the sugars from breast milk, or or what is the substance?
1: Sure. So it is a synthetic biology-produced identical sugar to the one that naturally occurs in breast milk. And we're gonna be testing two different doses. So this is an important part of the inquiry. We wanna find the optimal dose for people. And we also wanna give them options because some people may respond well to a low dose, others may need a high dose. So so we're testing the exact uh, drug we plan to bring to the market.
0: And how did you come up with this idea?
1: Yeah, so, uh, so I came up with this idea, I, I previously worked for another pharmaceutical company, it was focusing on you know very important um, severe and rare diseases, but the entire time while I was doing that work, I was suffering and I did not have good options uh, for some of my own disorders. And when I did an evaluation of the pharmaceutical industry, I realized that very few research and development dollars were actually going in, in, in developing new treatments for the diseases that almost all of us are guaranteed to get in our life. And so I realized that what was limiting to that was safety. So, so I did a screen and I was looking for compounds that would have the safety to warrant development and um, as well as the biological properties where they could truly be transformative.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's so interesting. I always like to know, you know, necessity breeds invention. So that was certainly the case with you. Um, As far as, I imagine, for those who are listening, they're thinking, well, this is a few years away, I'm hopeful, but um, there's so many different options. It's so confusing about what to do now. Is there anything that's come across your research desk that you would say, this is worth doing right now? Of the treatments that are out there, I know loved ones have been told to do the FODMAP diet, to take probiotics every day. Um, Naturopaths seem to be a little bit better at treating these chronic disorders than you go to the regular doctor and they they don't always have much to say. is there anything that you can say, this is the best thing that you're doing or that research supports right now?
1: Yeah, so I think there's there's a few different options. And, and where I like to guide people, what's most important is for them to develop the the body awareness, to, to reclaim body awareness, because that will help them navigate all the different treatment options. Each one of us is unique. Each one of our microbiomes are completely unique. And I think that's kind of the... The the challenge in being an IBS person because we're not all the same, mm-hmm. and so I think what I recommend for people to do is uh, get acquainted with your poop, um, learn to use the Bristol Stool Score, track it, because at some point you're going to be able to correlate things that shift it in one direction or the other. It might be stressors in your life, it might be a night out, you know having a few drinks it might be certain certain dietary things it might even be activity sometimes people who do extreme endurance events it exacerbates their ibs so learn to use the the bristol stool form scale because that can be a compass rose and a self diagnostic tool that you can use to 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 navigate your journey the other thing that i would also um, recommend is hypnosis is actually has a, has a, an evidence base in IBS.
0: Hmm. In in I, I have done a lot of work um, with great you know licensed hyp- hypnotherapists. But there's one specifically or a form of hypnosis that you think um, is known to work best on IBS.
1: So there's a there's an app that I believe was recently you know um, registered with the FDA um, as a you know a digital health tool that is hypnosis. Um, specifically for IBS. And so I would certainly recommend people um, research that and and give it a try.
0: I mean, you look like a young, healthy guy. So you're seeing this, um, so many people are veering away sometimes from the old model of just give me a pill. And honestly, there haven't always been that many pills that are helping people with IBS. Um, So you're kind of, you're saying both, like you're realizing that we need something um, that science could give us, but all these other things really matter.
1: Exactly, and and that's you know the the, the science is really important. Um, you know, we 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 want to unequivocally demonstrate that this works um, to not only the patients but also the prescribing physicians, right? That's that's the bar we need to get. And then ultimately, we want payers to um, to reimburse patients for this. That's mm-hmm. really why we're doing this. It needs to be accessible. Yeah. You know, at Intrinsic Medicine, we view um, financial toxicity just as bad as biological. Uh, toxicity. So getting this approved uh, in a cost effective manner is really important for us. Um, But really, as a gut brain access company, we realize that the brain emotions and our body and our health are all connected. And that's why really, I want to recommend that people empower themselves and they leverage all the tools that are available. Um, We are a patient solution company, and uh, the drug is just one component of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So at intrinsic medicine, I know you're working on bringing the drug to the public. And I love that because I do know that some of the things we talk about um, are great, but they either take a lot of know-how or sometimes a lot of money. If it's a lot of supplements and a lot of things and and people will say, well, I can't afford that and my insurance won't pay for it. Um, So I I, I totally appreciate that the healthcare system needs to also start paying for things that can heal things that aren't deadly. (laughs) Um, But... um, do you, as far as your company, do you see yourself as uh, if people go look for it? Is it is it just about producing the medicine? Are there things that you're doing right now? Is it a public company? I'm curious about the the background.
1: <laughs> sure. So we're we're currently a private company. Um, there there was an announcement that I'm sure people can find that that we uh, issued earlier this this week about uh, our aspirations to eventually become a public company. But I think what's most important is that, you know, our website, intrinsicmedicine.com, we have, we have a form that people can fill out. I want to know if you're a patient. Um, there are notes. Uh, I want to know what you're interested in, if you, if you want to participate in any of my clinical programs. And ultimately, what our aspirations are is while the drug is in development, is to curate the best resources for patients, inclusive of some of the tools I mentioned, the hypnotherapy app, inclusive of the stool form scale and uh, patient journals to really help people navigate in advance. You know, we don't want to, to wait um, before starting to help people.
0: Do you, so you mentioned the hypnosis app. I don't know if there's a specific one. People are going to say, oh, I want to go to iTunes right now. But also, are you yeah. I- looking for volunteers for these clinical trials? And if so, who are you looking for and how would they get signed up?
1: yeah, absolutely. So so we are. and um, if if people go and um, and and register on our website, we'll provide updates on when the studies enroll, where the sites are and the type of patients that that we're looking for initially.
0: Anything specific that you think would be um, useful for Connecticut people? like do you would you I don't know exactly how it works, but meaning are you working with any local hospitals or would people in Connecticut be something you're interested in?
1: Absolutely, um, I, you know. Uh, unfor- unfortunately, for people in Connecticut, our our initial trials are starting in Australia.
0: Okay, <laughs> but
1: but I plan to rapidly bring them to the United States. And so, you know, please just sign up on our website um, and let me know where you are. And 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 if we have a bunch of people um, in a certain location, we'll make sure that a site gets open.
0: Well, I'm really, you know, uh, encouraged to hear from this. I'm sure a lot of people are saying, gosh, I hope it works for you, even though if it is a few years off. Um, but uh, it's, it's really a fascinating story. And, uh, you know, good luck with intrinsic medicine. I, I hope that you can find something because I know so many people who are suffering either from a young age like you at age 11 or I'm noticing a lot of people when they become, you know, over 50 or the senior citizens are really struggling
1: yeah absolutely. and 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 thank you for you know having this discussion. I, I think that's a really big part of what we need is the community. and because this this really has been a condition where people have not talked about it, and it's 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 been one of solitude and struggle in that solitude. So um you know, I, I hope that as we advance that that people also communicate and support each other um because that that actually will go a long way.
0: I'm curious if, uh, you know, people are going to feel like, OK, I can't do anything today about this because you're not on the market yet. I can't try it yet. But um, a lot of people are going to doctor's appointments. And I've been I've accompanied some loved ones who struggle with this uh, uh, sometimes. And it's like, oh, how are you doing? OK. And it's you hear. And it's like, OK, well, are you taking your probiotics? There's not much offered. Is there something you think that doctors should be doing right now or that patients should advocate for right now?
1: yeah it, it, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier which is the more detailed you can bring a patient history the the the, the, the greater um the information that you can offer that doctor in that 15 minutes of time right. that unfortunately you have with them and so think about how you can empower them to think critically about your needs in that short period of time and i think that's where journals are one of the most powerful tools um, for IBS patients in particular.
0: So how would you do a journal? Every day just write down what you eat and then how do you feel right after? Like how does someone keep a journal that will be so useful?
1: Yeah, it, it is great and 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 you have excellent insight uh, to start with. Really I think um, writing your, your diet and then write onset of symptoms.
0: Okay, like a time 9 a.m. I ate a yogurt, 11 a.m. I had cramps or, or... I had no reaction. So that would be important, too. Okay. Just want to help people if they've never done this before. Like, what does a journal for this kind of thing look like? And if I know what the Bristol stool chart is. If you don't know, you should look. Just Google it. It'll come up. And uh, if I have the numbers correctly, you'd like to be more like a three or a four on that chart most of the time.
1: Correct. And, and and really the way I would organize your page is I would have three columns. One would be meals or, or any food or snacks or even beverages that you have, um, in the middle, I would have, um, symptoms. Okay. And then on, on, in the third column, I would have the, the Bristol stool form scale. If you do have any bowel movements during that time period, and then you can just have a time course and, and, and that becomes a dashboard for your day. That's very um, helpful uh, for those of uh, us who aren't. Uh, yes.
0: For those of us who don't research data and aren't scientists, thank you for telling. that Anyone can make a three-column sheet. That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> uh, that's what we like to do here on Caris Cures: pick the brains of those who know better. <laughs> um, so uh, that's great. And, and just in closing, is there anything you know for sure? I know everyone with IBS is different. If you've met a person with IBS, you've met a person with IBS cuz it could be really different especially on the age and someone's allergies or their environment. But is there anything you would say everybody should avoid and, and like just at least stop doing this right now that could help?
1: Categorically. I I okay. would say prioritize prioritize psychosocial stresses.
0: Okay. Because so
1: that 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 really is a, a central feature of IBS and and a, and a key driver of it. So, if you're um, stressed, you're going to have you know, stomach. Know, I, I sorry, Kara, I didn't catch that.
0: If meaning that if you're stressed, that really is going to impact your stomach. You're going to feel bad because a stressor is happening.
1: If if you're stressed, if you have anxiety, look at those as 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 partial if not root causes for your, for your IBS symptomology. So that's, that's actionable today, prioritizing that. Prior, prioritizing mental health is, is really critical.
0: Some people are afraid to take medication. Do you have any um, feeling or evidence, I should say, more than feeling that getting mental health, health help, which might include an antidepressant or something like that at first, uh, as well as therapy, but would that irritate IBS more?
1: So, so there have been some studies evaluating that. I'm certainly not qualified to to speak specifically on them on that intersection. But what what's um, great and what I can comment on is the evidence for the non drug based mental health interventions is good in in these patients. And um, and that's and that's really sort of what I'm what I'm encouraging here. Yeah.
0: The meditation the exercise that even just looking at your life and making a list as you say with your journal of what happened that really stresses me out and what could i do to maybe improve that
1: exactly because at the end of the day ibs is about control um, and so it's about regaining control um, it's about regaining control of, of you know your your, your mental health um, understanding your diet right is because understanding then enables empowers you to control the symptoms and then you can see where your ibs is after that that's that's a, that's the beauty of 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 sort of what i'm advocating for is that there's a lot that people can do today so i don't i don't want people just sitting here waiting for a drug i want people thinking about how they can improve their life today by becoming aware of things like mental health things like lifestyle that are modifiable and then i want to see what's the remainder and that's and that's what i that's where i want to serve patients
0: right the whole person all right That's great. Where science and lifestyle can meet. So thank you so much um, for being with us. We're uh, speaking with Alexander Martinez. He is the CEO and founder, uh, co-founder of Intrinsic Medicine. And of course, people can go to intrinsicmedicine.com if they want to look up more about your company um, and learn more about you. So thank you for being with us.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Take care, Karen.
0: You too. So some exciting information on the cutting edge of wellness, which is what we like to explore here. If this was useful to you, please share it with a friend or a loved one uh, to educate them. And if you want more content on the cutting edge of wellness, you can always follow me on social media at Kara Sundlin and join the Kara's Cures Facebook group. Have a great day. Be well.